Hey guys, this is Christopher Sean, aka Kazuriziono, and you are listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is the Galaxy's Edge Literature Review. I'm going to sum up um, the more recent uh, books and comics that we've had regarding uh, Galaxy's Edge as part of the really the year-long promotion um, to you know give you a preview of the park kind of give you the experience without being there. And this episode will focus mostly on A Crash of Fate by uh, Zoraida Cordova, Black Spire by Delilah S. Dawson, and the Galaxy's Edge comic series by Ethan Sachs, with art by uh, Will Sliney. Sliney, sorry. Um, in the past, I've talked about the other items that have come out before now, um, we have visited Batu in Thrawn Alliances by Timothy Zahn, and I've touched on it in previous episodes. Uh, we had Pirate's Price by Lou Anders, which follows Hondo Anaka and his interactions with the Millennium Falcon over the years, and it's set around Hondo establishing um, Anaka Transport Solutions at Black Spire Outpost on Batu, So that is very much uh, involved in, with this. And I've done, I did an entire review episode of Pirate's Price because it's one of my favorite Star Wars books, especially the audiobook. And then also we had Myths and Legends uh, by George Mann. I did a review of that. Uh, though it covers legends and myths uh, throughout the Star Wars galaxy, uh, there are two stories that take place on Batu, uh, so you get a feel for what it's like um, for residents, people who grew up on Batu in the countryside, and also uh, the type of people who come through Black Spire Outpost, the smugglers and the scoundrels and pirates and such. But recently we have gotten these um, these other materials, and I'm going to do a non-spoiler review of them right now. Uh, again, I will not get into major spoiler details. I will um, give some details just to give you a feel for the story. Uh, if you haven't read it, that's okay. Um, if, if you have, uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed it, and I'll give my thoughts. Well, jumping right into it, I've, I enjoyed everything I'm going to talk about today. Crash of Fate, Black Spire, and the Galaxy's Edge comics uh, were all very enjoyable. And they all, in their own way, did a great job of helping me visualize the park at Disney. I mean, it, it helps that you know the park is open in both uh, California and Florida. And we've seen all the videos uh, that people have taken of their interactions there and the shops they go to and 
um, everything else there is to experience there, uh, with the exception of the resistance uh, ride, stuff like that, which I'll get into. Um, but it's given a new perspective because when I was reading Thrawn Alliances or reading Pirate's Price, uh, the parks had not opened yet. So still trying to visualize exactly what's going on, even though we were given preview art. But uh, with these books, uh, they just go into so much great detail and you get a better visual picture of what to expect. And, and that's the beauty of the... Um, all this work they did. If you haven't been to the park, it gives you an, an exact idea of what to expect. And if you have been, then it helps you remember what you saw. Um, so it was, I think a good choice on their part to, uh, to do this. And also the fact they set it in conjunction with the sequel trilogy, particularly the, particularly the time between the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker, it's going to tie into the journey to the Rise of Skywalker material that we're going to be getting um, later this year. So I'll just jump right into it. Uh, first, we've got A Crash of Fate by Zoraida Cordova, which is a young adult book. And uh, there's been some comparisons to Lost Stars as far as uh, the love story between the two young people in the books. Um, I, I can, I can see that, but, uh, you know, Crash of Fate has its own, uh, dynamic to it. Uh, the two main characters are Izzy Garcia and, um, Jules Rakab. And they were kids on Batu, um, uh, five, six years old. And then, uh, that's, we're showing that in a prologue. And then Izzy is taken away from the planet by her parents unexpectedly. And so these two close friends uh, are separated. And then uh, go forward 13 years and they are reunited on Batu. And the book takes place over the course of one day uh, when they are reunited and get into uh, their own adventures at Black Spire. Um, before getting into more details, I will say, uh, uh, yes, I did enjoy it. It's a very good book. Um, it, it just flows very well. It's a very pleasant story and it's neat that it takes place over just one day that, um, the action just keeps going and going and building. And then in a good way, you're almost as exhausted as the characters by the end of the day when, uh, they meet the resolution to their... Uh, to what they're doing. Uh, yeah, just to get into some details without getting too spoilery. Um, so Izzy returns. Um, she has a boyfriend uh, named Damar. Uh, she works for um, a person named uh, Anatola. And basically the reason she goes back to Batu is she has a delivery for uh, Doc Ondar, who, as we know, is the owner of the den of antiquities at uh, Black Spire Outpost. And so 
and I mean, he's throughout this book, uh, these different pieces of literature. So I'll get into him more. Um, you know, she's there just to make a delivery. She knows she's returning back uh, to where she once lived. So she has trepidation about that, but, um, you know, she just wants to get this delivery done. Um, she, you know, has left uh, Damar, so they're no longer, a, um, a true couple and, um, not really a spoiler, you know, he shows up on Batu with, uh, Tola. And so she's having to deal with, uh, the life she's been leading now, um, on a ship on her own. Um, but with these associates, uh, meanwhile, Jules stayed on Batu the whole time and uh, worked his um, different trades. And then um, he winds up working with Doc in the um, antiquities. So that's how Izzy and Jules come to see each other again. And they, and they remember each other. Again, you know, the action moves pretty fast since it's a single day. So... Um, their recollection and their reuniting happens pretty quickly. And then having to deal with, you know, who they've become over this, this whole time. Um, there's a, you know, mystery where, you know, Izzy can't make the delivery because doc is missing. And so they have to, um, figure out where he's been and dealing with other people at the outpost. Uh, there's other interesting characters that, um, Zoraida put in the book. Um, Salju runs the filling station in the repair shop at Black Spire Outpost. Uh, Izzy needs some repairs on her ship. Um, so she's there to help her with that. Um, I, I liked uh, Doc's other, one of his other assistants named Tap, who, um, who helps out Jules and Izzy. And another interesting character was Cookie, who is, um, well, a cook. And he's there because he used to work at Maz's castle on Takodana. And then after it was destroyed, he relocated. And that'd be a good time to point it out. Uh, you know, this book, like Black Spire and Galaxy's Edge, takes place in that year between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. So there are references throughout to the events of the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, you know, things that got us to this point. Um, so the fact that, you know, he's there because of the attack of, uh, the Battle of Takodana, um, you know, tells us it's, it's been a little bit after that. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into too much more detail because, you know, like I said, it's, it's a pretty fast-paced book, you know, it's a young reader, so it's not too long, and it gets, um, gets to the intrigue and the, the action quite swiftly. So, um, but again, it's very enjoyable. And that's one of the great things about this collection they did for galaxy's edge. Every book or comic approaches the dynamics of the park or the world, but to from a different perspective and through a different genre with, you know, with, Thrawn Alliances, um, we see more of a, a broad view of it in the past, uh, before the sequel era or the age of resistance as, you know, they 
called on that timeline at D23. Um, and then, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a location that was used to tell a bigger story. Pirate's Price. I mean, it's, yeah, it's mostly about the rip-roaring adventures of Hondo. And yeah, I love the book so much. Um, but, you know, it helps to set up, you know, it, it tells you why, you know, the why of the Smuggler's Run ride that you can go on at Batu, um, you know, how that was set up and why it makes sense in the story, you know, why Hondo has the Falcon at the time. And then Crash of Fate being, and, you know, um, backing up, Pirate's Price is really young reader. Uh, it's good for, I mean, you know, elementary school, middle school. Then you got Crash of Fate being young adult. Uh, and then, you know, there's your love story. Um, there's your day in the life type uh, story. And then Myths and Fables, as I said, um, you know, just touched on the, a bit more on the history or of the planet and, you know, what people believe there. Uh, so then moving on to Black Spire by Delilah S. Dawson. It's probably the, the most of these to get into the resistance versus the first order about why this planet is important now. Um, again, I reviewed on a very early episode in the, this, the run of this podcast, Phasma by Delilah Dawson. Black Spire is a sequel to Phasma. Um, if you haven't read it, highly recommend that you do. It is one of my favorite new canon novels. Um, and I said on that episode, one of the reasons I loved it so much was because of the character Vi Marathi who is a resistance spy, one of uh, the top spies for Leia. Yeah, in that book, she's captured and brought aboard a Star Destroyer and interrogated by Captain Cardinal, who, though uh, an equal in standing, is a rival to Captain Phasma and wanted to know more about her. And he knew that Vi had traveled to Phasma's home planet to find out more about her. So that was the crux of the story. It's um, by relaying the story of Phasma. Well, as we get to Black Spire, and it's a spoiler for Phasma, Captain Cardinal, over time, defected to the Resistance. So he is partnered with Vi. And uh, he has taken up his former name of Archex. So they're the two main characters in the book. And I will get into some of the other characters because they're, they're great. Um, I enjoy this book too. It's great. It is a tremendous companion to Crash of Fate. I think if you read one, you should read the other. Or do the audiobook if you're so inclined. Um, they complement each other so well, and you get, in some cases different perspectives on the same characters, and it was really neat. Um, I'll get into that. So the, the basic for Black Spire is it takes place 
again, that year between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, the first chapter, uh, they're still on Dakar, and the destruction of Hosnian Prime happens at the end of that chapter. So it helps to set up exactly when this is going on. So then fast forward about four months, and with the resistance reduced to what it was after the Battle of Crate and needing help, Leia sends Vi and Archex two by two to set up a resistance base in the, um, it's on the edge of wild space, as we've been told, and to recruit, to build the resistance on this outlying planet. Uh, so Vi and Archex go there. They take along a PK droid named Pook, um, who Delilah Dawson said she had um, Alan Rickman in mind for the demeanor of the the droid, and you can really tell in the way she wrote him. Um, as I was listening to the book, I kind of had Tim Gunn in mind uh, from uh, Project Runway because he's actually done voice work on uh, like Sophia the First on Disney Junior. Uh, so I kind of had him in mind, but she said, um, I, I mentioned that to her on Twitter and she said, no, I, he, he's too sweet. And, you know, was, I had more, uh, recommend more in mind. And, um, if you remember, he played the robot in, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So that, that would make sense. Um, but when they get to Batuu, they're actually attacked by these scavengers and their ship crashes and um, they basically have a lot of their stuff stolen. So they really do have to start from scratch when they're on Batu. And the scavengers work for Oga, who runs Oga's Cantina, which is an actual location at the park um, where you can get all the, all the fabulous drinks like the Carbon Freeze and the Fuzzy Tauntaun. And every book goes out of the way to you know, list the menu and, you know, tell you exactly what you can get there. And, uh, they like, they may make reference to, uh, puffed grains, which is the kettle corn they sell. Um, so there's all the little details you will, if you haven't been, you will be given a list of things you can actually go get there. Um, so, and Oga shows up in, also in Crash of Fate. So, you have two different writers showing this character who is not actually seen at the park, but it gives you the background of, you know, oh, who's actually running this place where you can go um, get, uh, get your alcohol while you're there. So that, that, uh, that's cool. You get, you know, you find out the why of <clears throat> the buildings you're at. Um, now Vi uh, gets a job with Savi, who um, is a salvager and helps to, um, you know, collects scraps and uh, things from the ruins around the planet, um, you know, for resale and uh, collection. Uh, he has a um, another employee named um, Elena, who Vi meets up with and works with. And um, as we know, Savi is where you can build the lightsabers at the park. So, you know, we, we get more info on Savi in this book about um, his connection to the 
to the Force and to the Jedi, and so why he respects um, them enough to collect things that could be used to build lightsabers, which you can secretly do at the park. So it all it all comes together, and you find out more about the the why, and that that's what's cool. Um, Doc is in this book as well. Um, not as much of a focus as in Crash of Fate, so you you know read that one to find out more about him. Um, then we've got so. Uh, there's uh, now that Archex, the former Captain Cardinal, is with the Resistance. Uh, there's a First Order officer named Kath who brings um, a group of stormtroopers two by two because they know the, they have found out that the Resistance is trying to build up a base there. Uh, so he's the antagonist for the book, and um, quite quite an evil one too. He's not a nice character. I'll get to that. Um. I can't remember who, but somebody mentioned that this book kind of reads like a Star Wars RPG where, you know, like you're playing and you have to, you know, you have to set up with very little material and then you, you know, buy, you know, does some trading to get more equipment. And, you know, when she recruits, she gets somebody with skills and, you know, they get more equipment and then they improve it and help build up the base and the headquarters as the book goes on without getting into detail. Um, so that was really neat. Um, yeah, it, this is cool how the story kind of builds and builds and builds on itself uh, and gets them to a point where, okay, yeah, the resistance does have a presence there and that's what you see when you go to the park. So it all makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, I cannot even imagine the, you know, the details they had to be exposed to. And, you know, like, um, I mean, De Delilah Dawson's talked on Twitter about working with the Imagineers at the park to, you know, uh, to get the details that they, they were needing. But in both cases, uh, both the authors, you know, took great care to explain how, how all these things actually work at the park. It really does all make sense, and it's cool. Um, so Vi and Archex, uh, they recruit. Uh, there's a farm boy uh, named Dolan. There's a uh, Chadra fan um, mechanic named um, Creaky. Krikai? I can't remember how it's pronounced in the audiobook. Um, there's a smuggler named um, Zade, who... Um, so without giving away like the, the details about them. Cause that's the part of the fun of reading it. Uh, they form their resistance pocket. And so there, you know, there's people there who are sympathetic to the resistance, but, and you know, this is after the Hosnian cataclysm. So they're getting the details kind of slowly about what's going on in the galaxy. You know, they're aware of the First Order. They hear whispers of the Resistance surviving. You know, and because it's when it takes place, there's references to, you know, people know who Leia is and the sacrifice that Luke made um, and the legends. Um, 
but still, you know, it's it's not a central system. It's way out near on the edge of wild space. You know, it's the mindset of, you know, oh, it's, you know, what's going to happen. It's not going to happen to us. The first order doesn't need to come here. So uh, it gives you a great look at the citizens and how they feel about their, their place in the galaxy. Um, again, going back to the RPG, uh, one of the best scenes in the book happens pretty early on when Vi, uh, trying to make good with Oga, um, goes to the ruins of the ancients, uh, this past civilization on Batu to find an artifact. And it becomes basically an Indiana Jones scene. Um, or something that would, you would read in the Dr. Aphra series, um, where she's going through a temple and um, she's being chased by stormtroopers and trying to find what she needs without triggering all the booby traps. Uh, just totally awesome. Um, now, the ruins she, that she goes through and um, finds this, and um, this is where they build their base throughout the book. And that is that part of Black Spire Outpost that is kind of off to the side. And that's where the X-Wing and the A-Wing are at the park. Yeah, that's where they built the resistance base. So you find out the why. Um, and then, you know, there's uh, the way this and both, both books tie into myths and fables is because they talk about the legends of Batu. you know, how was the Black Spire itself um, created or came to be over time? You know, there's myths about that and about, you know, ancient creatures on the planet and stuff like that. So these, these all tie together so well. So uh, that's the gist of what the book is. Um, without giving too much away, I will say that both books help to establish, you know, when the first order shows up. And so does the, so does the comic book that I'll uh, conclude with. And what they're doing is setting up the ri uh, rise of the resistance ride. So there's a coming battle. It's not yet happened even though there's, you know, hints and skirmishes in the books, that big battle is coming and you know it, but the ride itself is that battle. So we don't get that in the book, but it's helping build the anticipation. Now, one thing I will say about the book that makes it very powerful is, and it, it goes back to Phasma, uh, Vi is captured and interrogated in both books, in Phasma and Black Spire, and it is graphic, and it's very intense, and honestly, it will make you uncomfortable. But it is a tremendous look at what you know abuse and PTSD can do to a person. And Vi remains strong throughout. Again, she's a great character. And um, it's really cool that she is being represented at the park. That she is a character who, who just goes around. 
and um, it you know becomes a strong role model for the kids to to see. But what she goes through is, in in some ways, very chilling. Um, but Delilah Dawson, using her personal history, and she talks about it on Twitter, um, you know, brought that out and made it uh, very. Uh, very obvious. Um, so what Vi goes through is very intense, um, and but it, but it gives you pause um, to think about, you know, people, maybe maybe people in your life who have gone through something like that, um, or have to deal with issues like that. Um, so it makes the book that much more. Strong, I guess you could say. It's a great book anyway, but the realism of some of these, the things like this, then the uh, subject matter she gets into is, uh, I commend her for it. So yes, both books very highly recommended. Um, they just give you so much detail about Batu and Black Spire, and they make you want to go or go back, you know, whichever the case may be. Uh, but I'll conclude with uh, the Galaxy's Edge five-part comic series by Ethan Sachs uh, with art by Will Slaney. I'm, I'm not pronouncing his name right. I apologize. Um, but this is cool. Uh, this The focus here is on Doc Ondar. And it shows you, you know, if you go to the park, uh, Doc's uh, has all the Easter eggs in there and... Um, um, all the things on the walls and just, you can, I'm, I'm guessing you can spend hours in there trying to figure out where everything came from. So, you know, uh, this comic series shows that, you know, he's very old. So over the years, you know, he's hired people to acquire things for him, for his shop. Um, now the cast of characters that we see throughout the books in flashback form, uh, it's some very familiar faces, and I will not reveal all of them because you've got to have some surprises. But Han and Chewie are an episode, or are in an issue. Greedo, Hondo, Doctor Afra, but they all go out and get these different things that wind up at Doc's shop. Uh, so you have different MacGuffins uh, that are pursued, and it actually pays off by the fifth issue that the things that are acquired come into play later, which is really cool. Um, but the present with quotation marks is that again, that, that year when the first order has shown up and we're getting, we're leading into the rise of Skywalker. Um, so the first order is there, you know, looking for items like this, um, uh, you know, doc deals with them. Uh, there's also, um, we follow for the series a gang of uh, smugglers uh, led by uh, Kendon Voss, Kendo Voss. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the acquisition of some of these items is uh, the contention point, and um, who's trying to get kind of a power play to see who gets it. Um, yeah, again, I don't want to go into detail because uh, it's a very fun series, and the art is beautiful, and it gives you an even better idea of what's at Black Spire. 
um, for you to actually go see. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, pick it up. Uh, it's only five issues. If you want to buy them individually, uh, it'll be eventually they'll do it as a collected edition as a trade paperback. So you could always go that route. Um, so that, yeah, that's just another avenue where, where you get a more visual look at the park and, um, you know, find out, you know, the history of how some of the things wound up in his shop. And I think some of them are actually there for you to look at. Um, but, you know, I'm not going and spending as much time on the comics as I did the books, but, um, again, that's the great thing about all these. They each bring a different aspect of the park to the table. So by digesting all of them, all the books, um, and then the comics, uh, gives you a better idea of this planet that they've obviously taken a lot of care, like the story group and people at Lucasfilm. You know, it, it's not just Star Wars land. They actually made a living world there and gave it a history and gave it an importance. Um, and all these things came together so well. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I would recommend reading all of them. Um, you know, each of them will give you a good reference, but, uh, you know, if you have the time, um, check them all out. Cause it was, it's a very enjoy, enjoyable ride and building of your knowledge of this place. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, so again, I, I'm taking my sons and the wife, um, somewhere in the next three and a half years, you know, we got to wait for the, the youngest to, uh, you know, be a little bit older so he can enjoy it. So we're going to get there at some point. I cannot wait to see it. And probably when we go, I'll want to go back and revisit some of this, uh, this literature as, as a reminder. It's like, Oh yeah, I did see that. I know what they're talking about. I did have that drink, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, but thank you to the authors, uh, for doing a great job helping us visualize this, great new world. Um, but that, that's, that's it for my literature review of galaxy's edge. Um, I'll conclude the episode. Um, I will mention that, uh, kind of as an experiment now, I have started a, uh, Patreon page at patreon.com slash radio to car where if there's enough interest, uh, what I was thinking of doing was uh, giving some bonus content uh, to patrons. Um, I've set up a couple of different levels. There's a $2 uh, level where, um, you know, if, if you're helping out with the, uh, you know, basic upkeep, upkeep and expenses of the podcast, I will show my appreciation by giving shout outs um, on the show, uh, there's a $5 level, which if I have enough interest in that, what I will, what I would like to do is do 
emergency broadcast, instant spoiler reactions to episodes of Resistance and the Mandalorian when they start later this fall. I did an episode like that for the season finale of Resistance. It was a, like same day spoiler reaction. Uh, what I would do is just put those on a private feed where if you're a $5 patron, you would get access to that. And that way I can do some off the cuff commentary before doing full episodes later, later that week. So, um, you know, if there's enough interest, I would do that. Um, uh, there's, there's a $10 level. If I have enough people do that, um, I would need at least 10. Um, I would, um, get shirts made for the show. That way you can, um, show your support for radio to car and, um, uh, promote it out in public. Uh, but again, I would need, you know, a minimum of that so I can get the shirts made. Again, I'm not really uh, pushing this too hard. I'm just kind of gauging interest. Um, but, you know, it, it would be appreciated if you uh, became a patron of the show. Um, and with that, I will give a shout out to my first uh, patron, uh, rural farm, farm boy, Anthony, love you, brother. Thank you for your support. Uh, you've been, been a supporter of the show since the beginning and, uh, you are our first patron. So I greatly appreciate it, sir. Um, so if you like, you can check that out. Patreon.com slash radio to car. Um, again, all my episodes of radio to car that have been done over the past year, uh, they're available on, most major podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, um, Anchor. Uh, Anchor is my um, home platform, anchor.fm, the Anchor app. You can find all the episodes there or links to the other platforms. And you can find me on social media at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. Uh, but thank you for listening to this Galaxy's Edge uh, literature review. Uh, there will be more episodes to come. We're a month away from Resistance Season 2. There will be weekly reviews of that. The Mandalorian is coming up. I'll be reviewing that. So excited about what's coming up. Thank you for listening. Uh, hope you'll join next time. Until then, may the Force be with you. <laughs>